We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How's it going, Raptors Nation? Luca Rosano here with the Raptors Nation podcast. and we got a lot to talk about. August has been a slow month in the NBA world, but there has been a lot new details and information in regards to the Toronto Raptors and their players. Please drop a five-star review for this podcast, wherever you get your podcast, on Apple iTunes and Spotify. And if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, please hit a like on the video and subscribe to the channel for more Raptors content just like this. So we got a jam-packed show, and we are going to get right into it. As I mentioned, there has been a lot of new information that has come out about the Raptors' current situation, that involving Pascal Siakam. So Shams of The Athletic put out an interesting piece the other day which did reveal that the Hawks had made an offer. Per Shams, Atlanta offered forwards DeAndre Hunter and A.J. Griffin to Toronto along with draft compensation, but the Raptors essentially rejected the trade and wanted more. As it stands right now, Pascal Siakam is still a member of the Raptors. He is theoretically eligible for a $192 million contract extension, but neither he nor the Raptors have shown much enthusiasm about extending their successful partnership past 2024. And that's the interesting part here. The Raptors have not extended Siakam. They have not traded Siakam. In all likelihood now, it looks like they will enter the new season with Pascal Siakam. But there's been no talks about an extension. Shams actually mentioned in his piece that we could go beyond the trade deadline without a Siakam trade or extension. And I know a lot of people are saying Siakam is holding out so he could get more money if he makes All-NBA. But the Raptors, if they let this thing play out, they would essentially run the risk of maybe losing Siakam for nothing, just like they lost their other All-Star in front of Van Vliet for nothing if they let this thing play out into the summer of 2024 without an extension. A team can come in with money looking to spend. And I know Siakam said that he wants to stay here, but money talks. And then the other thing the Raptors have to take into consideration here is if Siakam is going to be owed that big payday, is it worth justifying paying Siakam when he hasn't proven that he can be a number one option for this team? I've always said that Siakam is a number two and paying him that type of money would basically commit yourself to this being Siakam's team for the next couple of seasons. So there's a lot to settle out here. And another thing that makes this whole situation tricky is Siakam's trade value. Now, because Siakam has said that he wants to be here, Siakam's market is further tempered by the belief that he's not all keen to leave Toronto. As Bleach reports, Chris Haynes reported in June that there was a growing sentiment that the two-time All-Star wouldn't pen a new deal with the team that acquired him in a trade. So you got to think, you got Atlanta offering you this deal. 
The Raptors don't want to do it. But what more can the Raptors get for Siakam in a deal when he is on an expiring contract? And if the team does trade for him, would be essentially trading for a rental. Because if a team goes all in and trades for Siakam, and then Siakam doesn't verbally commit that he's willing to sign an extension with them next summer, why would that team go all in with a package if they could potentially lose Siakam for nothing after? So that makes things even more complicated. Atlanta went with their deal. And my thoughts to the deal were this. Now, I didn't like the deal. I know a lot of Raptors fans didn't like the deal because I always said if the Raptors are going to trade with Atlanta, Kobe Bufkin has to be in that deal. Kobe Bufkin is a guard. He's got a lot of potential. He was set to be one of the Raptors' targets at the NBA draft. Kobe Bufkin would need to be in that deal. The Raptors got to get a guard prospect back if they are going to trade their best player right now. But at the same time, I am aware that teams can only give up so much because they don't know if Siakam's even going to want to sign an extension with them. So that has created this whole messy situation of the Raptors having Siakam. There's only going to be so much trades coming in for him. They haven't extended him yet. And the Raptors are entering the season with a lot of question marks. So what do I see happening from this point on? Like I said, I think the Raptors are going to start the season with Siakam. We'll see if a team does come in with a bigger, better deal as the season moves along, maybe closer to the trade deadline, a team feels that they're one piece away from winning a championship for that season. And maybe they do give the Raptors what they want. But I've said this many times, the last thing the Raptors want to do is play this thing out to next summer, which seems to be what may happen here, and then run the risk of losing Siakam for nothing. They decided to run the whole Fred Van Vliet situation out. And then, of course, the Raptors and Fred couldn't come to an extension. And then Van Vliet went to the Rockets for a huge payday as the Raptors got nothing in return. So you don't want to make the same mistake. We'll see what happens here. But as of right now, no Siakam trade seems imminent. And no Siakam extension seems imminent either. So we will see how it plays out. But let me know what you want to see go down with Pascal Siakam. Do you want to see the Raptors trade for him? Uh, trade him, pardon me. Do you want to see the Raptors keep and extend him? And what is your reaction to the Atlanta Hawks deal for Siakam? And that's going to lead me to my next point here. Like the Raptors, I feel like I've been talking about this for so long, whether you know it was on my personal channel or here on this channel, but the Raptors finally need to pick a direction. And the longer they let this whole thing play out, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show 
by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's not going to do them any favors in the long term. And you look at the Raptors free agency, although I like the individual moves that they've made, in essence, it was a bad free agency from the standpoint that the Raptors wanted to bring back Fred. They expected to bring back and run it back with Fred. Fred goes to the Houston Rockets and the Raptors come up empty handed with nothing to show for. Anytime you lose an all-star for nothing, it's not a good look. And it's, 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 it's pretty bad. And the franchise was already in this weird spot, not trending in the right direction with Fred. So I thought once the Raptors had lost Fred, it was a foregone conclusion. The Raptors would finally accept and embrace a rebuild. Losing one of your two All-Stars, essentially you're going to be worse. I thought at that point that would make the decision clear for the Raptors. Okay, we lost Fred. Now it only makes sense to blow this thing up, trade Siakam, potentially trade OG, and just start fresh. But the Raptors have been reluctant to give up those two assets, especially Pascal Siakam, which has just further complicated this whole situation. So I've always said the best move forward is a rebuild, but the Raptors have denied a total rebuild. And now they're running into the season in this weird middle where they haven't made a win-now move, which would put them over the top but they also haven't blown it up where they would bottom out. So by the Raptors being in the middle, it just once again shows that this team doesn't know what's going on at this point. And, you know, they're, they're in no man's land because being really realistic with yourself, if the Raptors run this team as is the Eastern conference got a, a lot better. Like, you're going to have bad teams that are going to take a leap, teams like Orlando and Yana. You're going to have teams that were good last season that aren't going to go away. I don't think the Nets are going to fall off. I don't think the Knicks are going to fall off. So it's going to be a dogfight. Now, can this Raptors team be better than a season ago? I think so. But I would always put the ceiling of this team being a second-round team, and that's being very generous. Like, this team, to me, does not have enough to compete with the top tier in the East, the Bucks, the Celtics even the 76ers, Miami, if they make the trade for Dame. Even if they don't trade for Dame, I don't think the Raptors are beating the Heat in a seven-game series come playoff time. Then are the Raptors in the other tier when you look at you know the Nets, the Knicks, Atlanta, that should be better with Quinn Snyder for a full year. I don't know. And then you go into the next tier, and then, like I said, you could have like these teams that were not good a season ago make that leap. I think Orlando's going to be much better. I think the Indiana Pacers are going to be much more improved. Potentially the Pistons. And then you got the Raptors bunched up with basically the Chicago Bulls being in a similar situation where they haven't really chose a direction. They're going to kind of run it back with their guys and then they're going to hope for the best. And I feel like that's what the Raptors are doing here. And it's going to be contingent on if Scotty Barnes makes a year three leap, I think, if the Raptors are going to have success or not. But that's a lot to ask for in one player. And I think you're going to need a lot of these guys, like Gary Trent Jr., Precious, to elevate their game. Like, if everything goes right for the Raptors, I can see them exceed expectations. But again, being realistic and just assessing what else is going on in the East and just comparing the Raptors to some of these other teams, the Raptors are going to be in the middle of the pack. They're going to be 
I think, you know, eight to oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. 12. Can they get into the play-in this time around? Can they get into the playoffs? But when you look at this team's future trajectory, it's still unclear. And I think by the Raptors just spinning their tires, hoping for the best, and then if they ultimately land in the middle of the pack once again, you're just once again taking away from what you could be building towards, and that is a rebuild and a fresh start. And remember, the Raptors, their 2024 first-round pick is going to San Antonio. It is top six protected. So if the Raptors bottom out, it's not the worst thing in the world. They would maybe keep that pick. But if it's outside of the top six, seven, eight, nine, ten, that's going to San Antonio. And that would hurt if you have to give up a lottery pick to the Spurs. So if you're going to be bad, you got to be really bad if you plan on keeping that pick, which, again, was an indicator to me that the Raptors should have just blown it up and been really bad going into the season but they're content with the group they got now they are going to run it back with siakam it seems unless the last minute deal goes down and trying to be optimistic here but yeah i just don't see the raptors being a, a contending team so i think the raptors need to pick a direction to be successful and like i said the direction i think the raptors should take should pick is a rebuild that makes the most sense in this situation because you haven't suggested that you are going to go the other way of training for a win now talent, a Damian Lillard, because you're not going to trade away Scotty Barnes. You made that clear last summer when you weren't willing to trade him for KD. So that to me also suggested, okay, the Raptors believe that this is Barnes's team and they're committed to building around him. But then when they show reluctancy of trading Siakam, it just leaves you scratching your head. Now I hope the duo of Siakam and Barnes exceed all expectations and prove to us that this can work. But it's one of those things that I got to see it to believe it. And right now I'm leaning towards it not going super well in terms of this team being a legitimate threat in the East. So the Raptors will in all likelihood have Siakam going to next season. They will have OG Ananobi. And speaking of OG Ananobi, I wanted to end today's show by talking about Ananobi's new deal. So this actually came out very interesting that Raptors forward OJ Ananobi is expected to receive over $30 million per year on his next contract. This is according to Shams. Ananobi signed a four-year, $72 million rookie extension with the organization back in December of 2020. Now, OG does have a player option for 2024-2025. And the Raptors could offer Ananobi an extension in October, but it is capped at around $117 million over four years, a number that would likely be easily surpassed in free agency, Shams wrote. He can also become an unrestricted free agent next summer if he declines that 19.9 player option, which it is widely believed that he will do just that. So the Raptors, we keep talking about Siakam. They're going to have to make another decision with OG Ananobi. If you want to keep OG, you're going to have to pay him. And, This number doesn't surprise me because look at what Fred just caught, right? Fred got 
so much more than what a lot of people thought. And you look at Ananobi, people will say, oh, he's overhyped, he's overrated. But a guy like Ananobi doesn't just grow on trees. 67 starts with the Raptors last season, 16.8 points, five rebounds per game, two assists, and a career high nine point, sorry, 1.9 steals. Nine steals would be a whole lot of steals. 1.9 steals. He led the NBA in steals in 35 and uh, 35.6 minutes per game. And he did shoot it 47.6% from the field, 38.7% from beyond the arc, and 83.8% from the free throw line. And OJ and Obi actually took the fourth most corner threes in the NBA at 160 and shot it at an impressive 45%. So that is actually a nice number. And I'm actually really looking forward to this season for OG because without having Fred there, can OJ and Anobi take a leap with his offensive game? We know how good OG is defensively. We've never questioned that. It's always been about can OG make that leap offensively. And his offensive numbers have trickled up over the years, but we're still waiting for like that boom to show us like, damn, like this guy, you know, is, can be a legitimate scorer. Like I know he's always compared to a Mikel Bridges. Bridges really took that jump, took that leap when he got traded to Brooklyn. And I feel like Ananobi, we've always waited for that and we've never quite gotten it. So this season without Fred there, can OG take more of an offensive responsibility and can we see a breakout season for OG offensively? And you don't want to lose OG for nothing. So the Raptors got to figure out what they want to do with him. And OG is on in all likelihood going to decline that player option. And he's the guy who's going to get paid. And the Raptors got to then ask themselves if they are going to have to pay OG 30 million per season. Is that justifiable? And again, this goes back to the direction they want to take. Because if the Raptors do want to blow this thing up, then maybe you have to consider trading OG as well, along with the Siakam. Because OG at 26, I don't know if he still necessarily fits that timeline, if the Raptors totally want to blow up this thing. But if the Raptors do have intentions of keeping OG with a Scotty Barnes, a Precious, a Gary Trent Jr., then they're going to have to pay him because you do not want to potentially lose OG for nothing. So I know 30 million caught a lot of eyeballs, caught a lot of attention when it came out that Shams reported this. But considering what Van Vliet got, considering what some of these other guys have gotten, listen, NBA players get paid nowadays. And OG Ananobi, he does have a very unique skill set. And remember, OG's name has been coming up a ton too in trade rumors. Look, the Raptors are going to have to make decisions. Pascal Siakam is the first big one. What are you going to do with him? Are you going to extend them? Are you not? Are you going to trade him? And then OJ Ananobi, he's going to get paid. His new deal's coming up. And if the Raptors don't get an extension done with OG, then, yeah, they run the risk of having OG become an unrestricted free agent in the summer of 2024 if he opts out of that player option, which I assume he would. So Ananobi's new deal... It's definitely going to be a lot for Raptors Nation. What is your reaction to potentially paying OG $30 million a season? Do you think it's justifiable or would you like to see the Raptors try to trade OG along with Siakam and get as much as they can for him without heading into free agency with potentially both those guys being unrestricted free agents? And then the other caveat here is Gary Trent Jr. There was talk about the Raptors maybe extending him. No deal has been done. 
Gary Trent Jr. opted into the final year of his deal, and he will be an unrestricted free agent for this summer as well. So there's a lot on the forefront for the Raptors. There's a lot of decisions that have have to be made. And right now, it seems like the Raptors are standing put with any important decision as they will roll this thing out for the season. And maybe the Raptors just want to see how things go under new head coach Darko Ryakovich for the first couple of seasons. Uh, first couple of months, pardon me. And if things completely hit the fan, then at that point, the decision would be clear, I would think. But if this team actually does well out of the gate, then maybe the Raptors play that as well. So maybe the Raptors are giving this thing a couple more months before they finally make a conclusive decision about this team's future direction. So that is going to conclude today's show. Just wanted to talk about the latest out of Raptors land. But Raptors Nation, let me know your thoughts on the topics I discussed today. What do you want to see happen from this point on? What is your ideal Raptors timeline? Let me know in the comment section down below. Again, hit a like on the video. Please subscribe to the channel for more pods just like this. And be sure to leave this podcast a five-star rating over on Apple iTunes and Spotify. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. This was the Raptors Nation podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. And until next time, stay safe.